Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, it's episode 358 and it's part two of episode 358. It's part two of my conversation with K Tempest and Polar Bear. Um, if you've not heard part one yet, go and listen to it because both of these were just, the whole conversation was was so much fun to have and so revealing. It's why I love having mates who I'm constantly inspired by and learning from and Kay and Polar are two of the prime examples of that so yeah part one's already available so go and if if you've if you've somehow stumbled upon part two go and and check that out and check out everything from Kay and Polar Kay's had a new book out recently in October new music in recent times there's more to come as we discuss Um, and Polar's got a load of books that you can can check out um immediately so yeah check them all out um if you want more stuff as i've mentioned before i'm going to try and keep this intro brief but i've done the tw- 12 days of pitmas over at patreon.com slash pip essentially you can get 12 different full video versions of these podcasts all for a dollar or more you can pay more if you want and also you can head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com to get loads of good merch christmas is the time for this kind of thing and we've got loads of wintry stuff there so uh check that out but i won't ramble on anymore this is part two i've not put one out on a friday in ages this is part two of christmas drinks with k tempest and polar bear It's a mad one, but 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 speaking of the of the city, you you've had a big year in your life as well, Polar, because you've gone home. Yeah, <laughs> returning um, not hero. Not quite, not quite, not quite, man. Just people, I've not still not told anyone really. But um, would you like no, me to not talk about us. this? I mean, <laughs> no, we can swerve this if you'd like. No, we're all right, man. We're all right. I'm not hiding it. I'm, yeah. It's more just like they didn't want to get any. Bells and whistles and nothing really. Yeah. Um, I think a it's plaque. more just you need a plaque. To, yeah. So where we are is like the opposite side of Brom to where I grew up. Yeah. It's greener, so it kind of feels like I've not brought anybody back. We're, yeah. we're kind of discovering it and figuring it out for the first time together, which is kind of really lovely. So it's like I don't feel like I'm home as such. Like home is was the flat, home is the house, home is yeah. just where we kind of hang out. So it's more just space. That's kind of been the big shift in the yeah. sense of we were we were always upstairs. We spent seven years in a place with no sofa because the, the room was the bedroom was the thing. Then we spent seven years in a place with the sofa, but no garden. And now we've got a couple sofas in a garden. Man. So it's like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a mad one. It's a mad one because it's it's as cliche as you'd, as you, as you'd imagine. Like, um, I'm just, yeah just enjoying the space and we're all enjoying the space and we're all enjoying a sense of it's funny because like we were t- having a conversation over dinner the other day and our oldest we was, I was saying like right does it feel that different to London and he's like oh no no we still live in London we're just 100 miles away so it's just that yeah. thing of, in, his, in his mind it's all just like it's it's not yeah. do you know what I mean it's like it, and part of that might be you know the limited way you can actually physically interact with people and how that had been over the course of this since March or whatever. Yeah. But it's not. It's just, they're just a couple real philosophical 
young dudes who just like right, yeah, man. It's like it is. They just they just roll with it. They're just they're so much stronger in that sense than than I ever was at that age. And like there's there's such little pretense in them mm. that it's just like oh, this feels like a basically like a celebration rather than like that bigger shift. It's just like that's amazing. That's a tribute to you two, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I, well, maybe yeah. Like yeah, thank you. But I mean, like, I think oh, it's it's such a at this point, it's such a. It's not even like a band. It ain't like a band with like a frontman and woman and whatever. It's like it's a band. It's a it's a band. It's like the four tops, man. We're all just doing this, <laughs> and then for my bit of the thing, I come forward. Then they come. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. I ain't even Quincy Jones in it. I'm not even lead, I'm not really leading it. Yeah. I'm just providing the food. Yeah. yeah. Beyond that, it's like it, it just it just kind of sorts itself because our whole thing has always just been the absence of pressure, and I think relating it to like now in the movement. Now there is a real genuine physical sense of less pressure because even though I've always been like a kind of paddling rather than fully swimming in what, uh, I don't want to say London, but like what the kind of, you know, people say, I don't know, industry feels like a weird word, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, I know, yeah. I've always yeah. like done my thing and then kind of got out because it's always been like part of something. Yeah. And this now, and, and that's always been fine. And now it feels like, like the, the walls and the space where I am represents the way it fits with the way that we've kind of been living anyway. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. suits it. Yeah, it feels really nice. Um, it's really weird because you end up over time giving the impression that you're anti something or like, you know, the, the disgruntled, I, I, everything's rose tinted about back in Brom or like, oh, fuck London. And it was never that really. Yeah. I came for a person and it's like over time I missed a sense of just caring about the space. Mm. It always felt like I was borrowing space and borrowing time and borrowing everything else. And now... Here, the balance is getting the balance between too much space where you feel like you are feeling like redundant or feeling like you are stopping or not charged. But yeah. now, luckily, the stage of life that I'm at, it's just a daily, it's just jokes, man. It's just jokes, like daily things, conversations happening that are sparking, that are thinking. And I'm thinking things with a freedom that, yeah, it's just really, it, I, for the first, I can't lie, from March, was it March when it started? Yeah. Yeah. So for the first, like, five four or five months, I couldn't do anything. I was trying, really trying. I had stuff to do, man. I had deadlines and shit. I was trying to do it. Yeah. I remember texting you a couple of times, yeah. and going like, oh, we're writing. And you'd go, I've seen you on the social media, so I know you're supposed to be writing that because you're yeah. not doing yeah. this. Like, oh, you're doing this instead. As soon as he's posting a lot, I'm like, he's meant to be writing. to be writing. <laughs> and it's true. It's he's true, right? Writing, because you've never it's been true, one man. who, like, loves social media in general. It's no, not like man. it's your spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's almost there it's reluctantly. Real, and then it's exactly, like, all right. It's a real... It's a real, it's a real stopgap, and it? it's a real like that immediate fix of just interaction, I guess. Yeah. Because you know, there's no one. I'm fortunate, man. There's no one really. There's no one bothering me. Mm. There's no one like. There's no one like. And like, so I've always been like next to trouble. So it's yeah. like it's one of them things where it's like, and sometimes that that is not a nice feeling at all because you feel like you are redundant or you, there is a, a weird relationship. About it. But it, but like what it means is it means that it's kind of on me. So like. When I say like you know if this does, if this stops I'll just I go and paint walls I'm not saying that to kind of like make myself feel better it's just a genuine truth yeah. yeah so it's just like that's so it's really interesting to hear because talking about the energy before a performance or the energy of it right I, I was always kind of mesmerised by it and it's why it's funny thinking about that tour yeah you know the three of us in a van or whatever going round because there was so on there's so many levels to it because on one level I think we have a lot in common. And on another level, we, there's 
disparity between us in the sense of it, not in terms of like, but just in terms of like a what it is and what it's for and how we manage it. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was, I thought that I found that really fascinating because it felt like the bits that genuinely mattered. There was a commonality in that. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's it's like this. I reckon that there were times in that time when I would be looking at. Um, for example, when you're playing loads of festivals and stuff, and you rock up, you, you've got you're not really meant to be there. You've got nothing. You're not in a proper stage. You got, and I would see all these tour buses, and I'd just be like, I want that. I want those big stages. But I knew that you weren't having those feelings. You weren't like, no. I want to be up there. I want to be like, it. And I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like the, the desire for it is, is yeah, different. Exactly. But also, what's nice is when it's like, like, and and like when Pip was saying at the beginning, like, like you being you. When you're you, there are enough people who would have them feelings that you were having or the ones that I'm having, and they would deny them in either way. Yeah. yeah. And that was always when the friction happened because, yeah. you know, real recognise real, innit? So it's like whatever you're into, you're into you what you're into. Yeah. If you're into something and I'm into something, we can just chill. I'll, yeah. I'll, we can, not only can we chill, we can vibe off each other and create yeah. some stuff actually that, as well. It's I mean? interesting that you're saying the different versions of each of us outlook-wise because, again, I was always comfortable with the fact that I've got a boringly kind of business mind about things like outside of the creating part <laughs> I do the creating watch. part I'm all over this but after that I've like I know where I'm going to have my merch I know how I'm going to promote it like all, all that side of it I get my mind going on it and artists, Dude, you were a well-oiled machine it was like a lesson really yeah, yeah 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 that shit yeah it was amazing artists can be proper protective of that though they can be proper like well no it's about the art I'm like no I'm fine by saying look if I can sell some merch as well it means I can yeah. tour for longer and I can do more and I can like reduce a, a ticket prices and, and stuff like that. I always knew, like our, our booking agent, we always had it on him to keep our ticket prices as low as we can because mm. it was like, right, we'll cover it elsewhere. Oh, look at this. <laughs> there is. You just can't yeah. say hello. Hello, Murphy. <laughs> Absolute beauty. Sorry mm. to interrupt I there, Pip. But yeah, no, no. And, and again, I mean, I remember on on that tour, it was like because we had Salman Jim as as our driver and doing our sound. The, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, but I'd pretty much tour managed all of it. I'd booked all the gigs. I'd done all the artwork. And then, yeah, it was yeah. your show. Man. And, and, bad, we, bad. and we had f- fuck all to load in, but I brought like a, the back of the van load of merch because I'm like, all right, I'm going to yeah. have some merch on, so I'm going I'm to sell some shit. But it's still... Yeah, and you were always like straight down after the show. That I, It was amazing to see. Like straight down the merch and you'd be there till every single person had got what they, whether they wanted a photograph or yeah, something yeah, yeah. signed or to buy something, you were just there. Yeah. I was like, I'd never seen that before. And buying the gifts. Remember like buying the gifts from charity shops and shit? Like, someone remi- I'd forgotten about such, this. It's such a lovely touch. I'd, I'd forgotten about this and someone posted about it. But yeah, I'd go out each day after we'd sound checked or whatever, and I'd go to a charity shop and buy a load of just stuff and hide it around the venue, but sign it. So, like, a guy has got a Charlie Sheen autobiography signed by Scroobius Pip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Patrick Swayze one, one of them tweeted me about this. Signed by me. But that was it. I I always saw these things as as a whole. And the easiest example I can give on that was, was... going to see Sage Francis and I remember being the first time I saw him I remember being bl- blown away but I also remember the clearest memory was, was buying a, a record off him on the merch table afterwards because that was personal and that meant the world that was just me and him in that moment yeah. uh, so for me all of that was always part of a show I've not f- finished my responsibility as such yeah, yeah. until That's everyone's out of the venue hear, rather That's than I've done the bit yeah, on stage yeah. and we're gone now and even with That's again fa- with Particularly, like, tours all along, I'd be really – I'd try and structure the show 
and again, that's what that tour was about. I was like, these are two of my favourite people, yeah, but performers as well. So it's like, I know that from the start of the show, we're going to have, have good stuff. So yeah, it's that kind of being on that whole time, I guess. But it's fun to think about that because for me, it's always just, it's like, it's, it's like, a, like a string of moments. Yeah. Like scattered, not even a string, because string makes it sound quite organised. It's like a scattered, when I think about it, and when you posted that picture and I started, the, the flyer, yeah. and I started thinking, I remember the time, I don't know what room it was before we were doing it, but but we, okay, me and you were, were just doing the most ridiculous, jokey freestyle thing about biscuits or some shit somewhere. I don't know where it was. I remember that. I had a flash of I thought it was myself or you spinning on my back. And I was like, was that me or was that you? It was you, mate. Yeah, no, I know that now because it's, it's become clear. I swear both of them were in Bristol. I'm sure it was in Bristol when, when yeah, maybe, it was yeah, enough maybe. dates in for the wheels to start to come off slightly. Because the first couple of dates, it was like, well, one night Polo will go first, the next night Kay will go first. Yeah. And by Bristol, you're like, let's just go up together. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we'd all done more drinking pre that. And because we'd relaxed into the tour a little bit, and I'm sure yeah. that that was the one where it was just like, well, that it's now just going to be one long support set as such, where you guys are well, just going like, back and forth. You don't know, you've yeah, not planned well, it's just it. Like, like, it's that thing, though, isn't it, man? It's that thing. It's like, what are you, what are you gathering? What are you filling yourself up with? And I think you can have a wicked set. This is what I was thinking about anyway. I remember, get, I can remember now. I'm thinking about it now. I remember getting in the van, the afternoon, going right. Why am I doing this? Like, why am I getting in the van now when people are home or whatever? Yeah. And I was just like, right. I think, I, and I was like, I think it's because I like these people, and like something might happen that that feels like it's it's it yeah. validates that kind of choice, and it's like. So to not maximise what that was, yeah. knowing as well, don't get me wrong, the proviso that it was so, you had absolutely everything taken care of. Like, so it weren't like, it weren't like you were going, oh, what are we doing, what are we doing? No, we knew, so there was a freedom in it. Yeah. So I just, I took it as a chance to be like, right, let's hang out, but then let's translate that. And then that's what it felt like. It felt like, so it, it means, you know, like you're saying, it's not you, you kind of go through, but. Is there is there something in the idea of if if it's with somebody else actually yeah. on the stage? Yeah. Is that the same? Is that magnified? Is that I don't know what that is because I've never I've never had a band. eh? I've never been yeah. in a band. Yeah. Not not in terms of on stage. I've always been with crew, but never performed with a band. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's always been something that I've always been really fascinated by. And kind but of this is um, it's one thing to play with musicians, and then what happens musically, the connection between people and where it goes is just, it's like it's incredible. Like the yeah. collaborative thing is incredible, but it's a whole other thing to have that with another lyricist. Yeah, and yeah, to just be the, and to be the two of us, like just I just remember whatever. listening. Yeah, I remember exactly. listening. And then just and saying whatever listen. whatever poem comes to mind off the back of the last poem. That's what, I, love, makes, that's yeah, what I loved that about it. Because as, as an individual performer, you get into your, here's the kind of rough order. I know that yeah. if I need to pick them up, I'll go to, go to this. And then after that, I can drop down and get the intimacy with this one. That was all out the window with that. Because you're literally just a word. Like you, Kay will be doing a piece and a word in her piece will make Polar go... Oh, I'll do but this one But it's respect, isn't it? Like, Without even the whole to tone or the whole thing. It's just, oh man, that's reminded me of this piece. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, it. I think that is, I think without, sorry to like, I'm, feel like I'm rapping, like, like there's, it's, res, it's respect that comes from a trust, right? Yeah. Which I think, yeah. at least from my own perspective, and this is with the utmost respect to anybody else that I've shared, shared things with, it's like, it's rare for me. It's rare for me to kind of, to kind of like, to, to, 
I can't believe this is, this is not going to sound good, but like to be with someone who's doing the same thing yeah. and feel and not feel like either I am like helping or I am like learning in that direction. Do you know what I mean? Like, but to yeah. do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah same, but to, to do both there's the like time. an equality of like intention exactly. or, the, or like something like um, the influences are similar or the, yeah, the amb- I, like, completely. And yeah. it's also like an, an, an acknowledgement of like, right, this person, what they are doing, only they can do like this to this. And you're like, right, holy shit, that's pretty much the most attractive thing in the world because that's yeah. like. Yeah. That's magic. See, like if I if I'm with magic, oh, I can not just stand. We can actually be magic, and we can actually. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I remember the day. So, like, Pip, like we, we, Kay and I made a track together, right? And I, I thought about this the other day, actually, right? I came to what was a basically metal container. <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. Right, and we sat in a metal container <laughs> with um, Ferry yeah. and Archie, right, yeah. in the dark. <laughs> That with was our be- studio. Yeah, with the beginning of a loop. It weren't no studio, man. That, that's right? what we had. Look, but like it, in, with, the, with the beginning of a loop, the, they were tweaking and we just sat and we went yeah. bam, bam. And we'd all, um, you've rhymed and I've been rhyming for time. So we've done that with mates. We didn't know each other that well. Yeah. And it was just like that led to that, led to that, led to that, to that. And you, and you go, oh, we don't know what it is. And I left going, I don't even know what that was really. And then like, if you listen to, I listened to it the other day, right? Yeah. It's literally, it's that game, it's consequences when you fold the paper over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the most genuine way, but it yeah. refers back to itself in the way that, I guess what I mean is I surprised myself with how much I was tuned in because I wasn't yeah, used to doing it. Are you, so in your life now, you're writing yeah. books, you're writing novels and yeah. you're writing like stories, but you're, you're, it's not collaborative, like writing books, you're, you're alone. And I, I find that um, to be so, it's so demanding and and it's the it's the one thing that i find um it's it's really rewarding for all of the same reasons that it's really scary and challenging and i and like some days it's so hard for me to sit down and get into it if i've got a long story to write yeah, like yeah. i'm trying to work on a novel yeah. it's the hardest thing in the world for me to get galvanized to get started because it's so big and there's so much to do and it's not like you're just in a room with someone sparking and seeing what happens yeah, yeah. so it's like have you got tricks basically have you got any advice yeah of how to Keep it feeling like connective and surprising, even when it's just you up against the page. Uh, right, this is gonna sound. This is either gonna sound probably pretentious, whatever. I only ever I, what I do is I create people that I'm in love with, mm. that I'm genuinely in love with, so it doesn't feel like I'm on my own. And mm. it also, and it, and it also, it feels like even if they're doing things that I don't necessarily agree with, it's like I can't start until I feel like I, I've got to know somebody. And it's interesting, man, because I've been trying to document, I'm starting to write a new story at the minute, and I'm trying to document the process of doing it. But I, I, I don't want to, I want to do it myself, but I've been filming myself doing it because I know that does something to me as well when I'm getting my ideas out. I'm just playing at this point because this is like not my first time around the block. So it's like I want to see how I get to do it. But what I've something I've landed on is that sense of I just want to spread joy. Basically, I want to, I want to, everything that I write is a celebration of something, whether that be a memory, whether that be a relationship, whether that be somebody going through or finding something. So it's like, I'm create people drawing from bits, but also like fabricating stuff that I'm not just that I like or I'm interested in, that I'm in basically in love with. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm dancing with somebody who is there and I'm, I'm trying to push or I'm trying to, um, be kind to you, but also like 
a little bit like a little bit of an arse and seeing what they would do if this happened. But really, in essence, what I'm doing is giving them a chance to prove and show themselves as to why they're worth loving and why I love them. Yeah. And then, and, and it's like, it's how, it's what I, I want to be out in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, so I, the reason that I like, we've all been in these, I know we have, this is why this is fun, because I can talk to you and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We've all been in these situations and whether it's, and because Pip, you, you write, you're, you're writing for the screen all the time as well, man, you have yeah. been for time. Yeah. It's like, you've been in them conversations whereby you know someone's excited by your the energy of you or your a voice that they've seen in some of your work or whatever. But in essence, they want you to do a thing that they already know exists. Yeah. Right. And you're like, right, I could do that. And then my brain goes to them. What you tell me what does your my brain next one goes, I know someone who will do that. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as I do that, I check out. And then I go and talk to somebody else and they're like, You idiot. You could have just done that. You would have been this, this, this. And I'm like, no, it's not a choice. Yeah. Like they open the door of the train. We're on a train. <laughs> they open when they when they told me they open the door and I looked outside and it was flipping. I don't know Wonka's Palace or it was like a gorgeous river. Yeah. I couldn't not jump off that at that point. I couldn't stay on the train knowing that it's gorgeous out there and this is crap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, do you genuinely believe that everything that is coming out is? yours is like what is what you want and i think there's an, there's interesting in that because we all mess with different forms and you're performing in a sense of you are becoming characters and getting yeah. into that yeah yeah the play of that i always find gorgeous and we're having worked with actors and written for actors and stuff yeah i find that so so magical like does that do you get home burning with ideas to write or do you just enjoy that and just, does it feel separate do you have to have a certain time when you're it's, doing it if you're quite organized it's a bit of the of of the two i mean on the writing front i think you're completely right and it's that i think the thing you then have to train yourself to do is to be open to feedback mm. because again it's easy to go to every bit of feedback and go well that's not my voice that's not how i would have, have, have done it and in reality they've given a good note do, do, do you know what i mean they've given a good note or direction that that could help that you can that can can push your voice in an even better direction can get more out of your voice they've yeah they've given a good I mean, bit of voice I, I, training yeah know? completely i guess what i mean i mean i mean before i don't mean no, when there's no, a thing I, to share i completely agree Do you know what i mean I've, I'm, I'm just mean i've suffered before in the past because i've had that exact outlook in the start and then like i yeah. i had a, a big project i'd written and i handed it in and the feedback came back and i was like well they don't want my book they want but, someone else's yeah. and all that and then he, I've, I've told this, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but a year later they came back and said, have you got any the, the developments on that? Because it was really good. And I went back and reread the feedback and it was absolutely fine. It was really good notes, but I wasn't in a place to accept them. Yeah, I was in a place to go, yeah. well, that's not me. W- what they want isn't me. So I'll go over here and do other stuff. Mm. See, see, oh, yeah, the thing is, that's something I've had I to live, learn kind of thing. Yeah, but I'll see, I've, yeah, I've I've been in a relationship with a dramaturg and script developer for twenty years, man. So it's like I'm used to <laughs> someone going, "What the fuck's that? That's like what you're saying here. This, I don't believe you. This is bollocks." Yeah. I'm, I've had that for like half my life, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that know. to me. The joke of it is that part of it is probably the most exciting to me. Yeah. It's just finding the people that I, that you um, you respect. Yeah, to, to get that from, and I thought at this point I would have met more because it turns out that it's like, and obviously this is just personal taste, and it's also chemistry, and it's also, you know, the laws of attraction between individuals as well. But like, 
yeah, not everyone who gets to make a decision on something should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know but what it's I mean? tough though. It's tough to know where to put your trust. If somebody is in a position like an editorial position or a yeah. dramaturgical position and they give you these notes, there's a part of me that's just always any feedback. I'm always like, yeah, cool. Okay, fine. I can make this better. Like I, I kind of trust, I, I trust them more than my own voice sometimes just yeah. because yeah, yeah. It's, they have so much authority when they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In certain positions. And sometimes it's by committee as well. That's what's mad. <sighs> Mad. Sometimes, sometimes it's a bunch of people, and, so, and mad, like, mad. yeah, and that's when I think you just, yeah, it's a balance, like anything else. I think we're saying, like, it's I'm, just you can you can tell, we can tell when someone's making a mistake when they're saying your name and when they're actually meaning to say the letter A. Eh? That's yeah, it. But yeah. wait, but I want to know, Pip, is there things that you do, like this thing that you're working on? Uh, if it goes ahead, this filming thing, yeah, yeah. is there things that you do to get ready for that character, like in your Airbnb before yeah. going to the shoot? Man, or it's, like- it's blown my mind, right? I've I've I've, I've found some stuff because. Originally, all the acting gigs I got, I've had no training or anything else, and that's the reason I was getting them, because I didn't have the same mistakes yeah. or the same tone or whatever. But, again, I analyse stuff all the time. So I was like, right, this is all good, but I don't want to rest on my laurels. I don't want to just go, well, I'm an actor now. I'm just going to do this. So I, I got a mate who's an actor I hugely admire to recommend their old act, like an acting teacher, and I went along to these classes and it scared the shit out of me constantly. I felt completely out of place and out of my depth. I ge- genuinely, I'm sure I've said this because on the of podcast. exercises. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just stuff that was. It blew my mind. I was finding it f- fascinating, but I felt hugely out. Yeah, I don't know. There was a shorthand there. Everyone there had obviously had a load of experience in drama schools mm. and stuff like that. So whilst I felt creatively right, okay, I'm I'm here. I felt out of my depth on a lot of things. Um, was it in the UK or was it in the States? It was in the UK. It was in London. Right, yeah, um, yeah. And it was amazing. It's a guy called J- a James Kemp who's just amazing. He's the people he's taught from Tom Hardy to Michael Fassbender to, to Amelia Clark to all these amazing people. Serious. And, and again, they're all lovely, but I was feeling just intimidated in that first one. And I genuinely... I fucking I, 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 For some reason, I feel I must have told... Are you two this before? Because this is exactly the kind of thing I'd message to you're the people I'd think of to come out of. I'm sitting there and there was a point where it's like there's all the practical bit. And at the end, if you want to get up and try out something that you're working on, you can. And <laughs> I was getting there and I was like, I was certainly thinking, look, if I don't get up and do something, I'm not going to come back. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to feel, look, that was too much. I'm out of my depth. And I genuinely, I l- looked around at the people in the class w- one by one and thought, end of the day, I reckon I could probably kick the shit out of everyone in here. <laughs> like one on one. There was w- one guy that I thought might give some problems, but I thought I'd have a good chance with everyone. So so what am I scared of? So I got up and did it and it was terrible. And like you do your piece and then the guy goes, right, now how did you feel about that? I was like, mate. I was just trying to get the words out and not shake because I was, gen- I was genuinely, my hands were going. It's such an alien thing. It's being such a white belt or something. But I was like, my analysis of my performance was literally, I was just trying to get th- through it at this stage. It was nothing yeah. like how I practice it at home and so on and so forth. But yeah, I remember just feeling as I came out, just like that was the most working class way to get through that ever. Go, who could I beat up? Cool. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I w- like we've not all done it, man. And, and that was amazing. But that class, a lot of it was about um, 
movement and analyzing movement. So even outside of acting, I learned so much about the things I have as regular movements and what they maybe mean or things I've done in other acting roles. I go, oh, that's why I've done that for that character because it's implying this. So combining that with a, a, a two people, a, a, a Tom Hardy before a, a, when we've been out doing stuff, he's played me a playlist he's made for a specific character. Um, and I was watching a BAFTA interview with Samantha Morton, who I just rate hugely, and she was talking about how she has a, pl- a playlist for every character. So I thought, I'm going to have a, b- a bit of that. I'm going to make a playlist for my character. And one of the things in class that I talk about was take your character out for a walk or take your character out for a drive and, s- and see what you learn. And again, I just thought it's all it's more of a study in re- remaining in character and getting in the mindset. So I made this playlist and I took my character out for a walk. What does, what does that mean? You went out for a walk. I went as out the for character. a walk as the character. In my mind, right, yeah, I'm that yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And again, I just thought it's that I'm just having to to think of it. The amount I learned of what our physicalities are and what they mean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the simplest thing, like my character, I won't explain too much about him, but he's quite upright and all this kind of thing. And quite more looking up at stuff rather than I'm quite in my own little world. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm looking at people, but I'm in my own little world. And as soon as I was more upright, I was scanning rooftops and my guy's ex-military. And it was like, as soon as I was upright, I was learning that part of his intensity is that he's always trying to analyse everything and be like, right, there's no threat there, there's no threat there. And it just made me... uh, I told my brother about this and he recommended a book. Let me find it. Um, (laughs) it's, It's not an acting book. It's kind of a... I've not even started it yet, but it's it's on 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 today's list. It's Body and Weld by Samuel Toads, and apparently it talks about and dispels the myth that we are a brain inside. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A brain controlled in a body. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you realise there's so much about your body that is as key to you as anything. Again, it's the myth yeah. that we're a brain or a soul. If you want to go religious, that we're a soul inside this shell. Yeah. And again, I just learned so much on that walk about the character that it blew me away. Because as I said, I was going out thinking, what I'm going out to do is try and remain in character and try and just get muscle memory as such. Mm. But what I actually did was I walked for twice as long as I was expecting and I was just around the the city on a, a mission and feeling like I'd got so much of a better understanding of this guy. So because of that, I've I bought some little ear pods so I can have my little playlist if I need to. If I'm feeling I'm not in the in the character yeah. on on set or whatever, I can just pop my earpods in. Give us a track, man. I need, a track. I need one track. I need one track at least from that playlist. Let me go to my playlist. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What do you reckon's on it, Polo? Um, nine Inch Nails. <laughs> There's no Nine Inch Nails. It's a good shout, though. I might add some Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I'll give you th- three tracks because they're they're quite different. I've got Guillotine by Death Grips on there. Yeah, because okay. it's just that intensity and that feeling like you're screaming inside, but no one knows outside. And that's what you get like when you walk around the street listening to anything like that. There's all this intensity going on, but no one knows. The little old lady walking past you that doesn't think you listen she to knows. this. She knows. <laughs> I, um, I can see it in your face. <laughs> I've got an Ocean Wisdom track on there. Um, Which one? A, a brick or Bat. 
Because I fucking, I love it, man. And it's that, it bridges that gap between like me growing up listening to Cypress Hill and like, you know, stuff like that and just the current sound. Um, And then just, it's obvious, but tons of of Rage Against the Machine. Because my guy is, my guy, again, without going into loads of detail, he's technically one of the bad guys, but he's not. In my mind, he's he's a revolutionary. He's 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 fighting for what he thinks should be happening, and few have nailed that as well as Rage Against the Machine. That anger of here's what we need to do. We can't just yeah. go like there's there's loads of classic, obviously revolutionary songs, but so many of them are nice and calm and twee and like we need to make a change. Let's make a change. And they're going like we're fucking <laughs> making a change. You come in because we're leaving now. You can stay here, but we're gone. You know what I mean? And so yeah, they're. A few of my little playlists, but it's good fun, man. Yeah. It must be exciting. Yeah. To just to just be like to have jumped so deep into like new territory and to be finding your way in something that it's is so exciting but com- also so new to you. Completely. It's really interesting in this because because it's a bigger role. So it's the yeah. first time I've Fuck. had like a showrunner who's we're going back and forth on ideas and like there's stuff that I've had put into the show. Because I think I've, I've come up with this, like there was a few things in in the quarantine that I came up with for the character. And I just made a little video and sent it in. as like, here's an idea of a character trait or a, a little thing that he carries with him. And he's like, I love it. Let's put it in. And I've, I've never had that before. Previously, it's always been, man, I'm going to work hours on end on my part, no matter how small it is. Again, yeah. St- Stevie Graham early on has said to me, it's an old quote, but there's no small parts. There's only small actors. So anytime I was like, I've only got a line today, it's like, know your character, know know everything you need to know. And it it gave me the outlet, which I've again, I've told people loads, but the key to all of it for me, no matter how small your character is, is realising that you, you're the lead in your own world every day. I'm sitting on a yeah. bus doing the most mundane shit. I'm the lead. No one else, I'm not a background person. Everyone else is the lead. I'm a background person to the, that old man's story over there, but I don't know that because that's how we but are. When I, when I saw you in, um, in, when I saw you in that, in the one on the BBC with Tom Hardy, taboo, the, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Every time you said anything, I was reading it back. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's my mate. I was like, literally like, I love it. and you were doing that when, and towards the end of the season, you were like, you were like stepping up into the part. Yeah, you man, slit someone's throat, that shit. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I was like, yeah, okay. Have you seen have you seen the comedy one? What's it called? Um, it, out of her mind. It's a have BBC you seen Out of thing, Her Mind yeah. episode watch 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 my right. man in Out of Out of Her Mind, right? right. The timing. The timing is <laughs> boom. I loved it, mate. I really did love it. But that's what again, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, it's what I find fascinating about this industry is it's the exact opposite of what I used to do. Because yeah. I used to stand on stage, do something and get instant praise. Yeah, like immediate, instant a reaction or reaction, or reaction yeah. rather than praise, just instant instant reaction. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, it's making them breathe differently or stay silent or whatever else. Whereas this, I kind of love that I get to slave on stuff and no one knows about it, and I'm all right with that. If you know what I mean, like in, in music as yeah. well, you you need to be shouting about everything. It's like, oh, that gig last night was amazing. Tomorrow night we're going to be in Hull, and then we're doing this, 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 and this. Whereas in this industry, you kind of you're not meant to talk about anything for yeah. for a large portion of it, and I love that. As, 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 same with scripts and everything. Like 
Yeah, yeah, I get I've that. Not had any, I've not had any made yet, but I've written like five or six now, di- different wow. things, whether it be a few episodes of a series or a full script for a film that I'm so proud of. And you know that that's part of your journey. And the other person who is sometimes allowed in on our, our Christmas drinks, I remember one time when Kay couldn't make it and Musa stepped in, <laughs> I remember both you and me, Polar, being blown away when he said he'd written, I think it was eight novels or something that he's never shared what? with anyone. Yeah, yeah. So before he'd even put things out. And he saw yeah, it all yeah. as training. And I now understand that like with these what? scripts. It's like all of these scripts I st- still love to make, but I know that the one I'm working on now is better because of all these other ones I've written. It's that thing. Yeah, yeah. We've built that society where we go to university and it's about the bit of paper we get at the end rather than everything we learn over those three years. It shouldn't be – that bit of paper is irrelevant. It's the three yeah, years of everything you're taking in rather than but the still, I, I've got this I that wanna, tells um, me I'm good. I want to read Moose's novels, though. Then yeah. We need to publish them. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. They're coming. So come in. So, like, he's one a couple, a couple of things. Moose is doing all right, man. Moose is doing all right. I mean, he's writing, um, he's writing a book about Ian Wright. Yeah. He's deep, writing, deep. He's from, Musa hangs out with him right Rocky now. Rocky boy, that's time, a Rocky yeah. boy. That's from my manner. But he's writing, I'm from he, his manner. Yeah, but he's writing. He's writing uh, the book that comes out in a minute. It's about his experiences at Eton. Um, that comes wow. out. I think that comes out in the new year or whatever. Man, he's just on it and like. Yeah, I love that man. Yeah, he's cool, man. I he's told cool. him. I told him he's he's got to find out if if a legendary Millwall and Wright story is true because legend has it. Ian Wright yeah. had trials for Millwall and someone didn't turn up that day. So they were a one person short. So we went in goal. So obviously yeah. we didn't sign him up. And then he signed for Palace, like up the road. <laughs> Shortly later, went on to be their top goal scorer, England goal scorer, all, uh, all mate, of this. He does a podcast with him every week. Yeah. So he can probably ask him anytime he yeah, wants now. Yeah, man. I've told him. Wow. I said, I need to find out if that's Wicked. true. Wicked. But yeah. That was massively inspirational to hear him say that. Yeah, he's done all of this stuff, and it's all, it's all built towards it's what craft, he's going to doing, right? Yeah, it's training. That's it, and you have to like. I need to, to pause. Take stock, I, like of I, all that stuff. I, I need to pause quickly and say his name is Musa M U S A Okwonga, O K W O N G A. Because when I've mentioned him before, I've had people go, "I can't find Moose M O O S E Rockwonga." Like as if someone's got which is the wrestler, like, which is his wrestler alter ego. Yeah, that's a great. He needs that alter ego, Moose Rockwonga. <laughs> but because of the way we say it quickly and with yeah. love and heart, yeah, yeah. I need to make that clear. But yeah, check him out, everybody. Check him out. He's yeah, a legend. Sure. Stadio. Well, sh- should we start to uh, to wrap things up? Uh, what's going on? Yeah. What uh, What are you looking forward to? What's ahead in these confusing you go, times? You go, Polo. You go. Me go. What's What's What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to. Tomorrow I'm going to be making uh, katsu curry. Yes, mate. <gasps> so um, so I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with that. That's that's always fun. Um, so I'm I'm starting a new thing. So I've written a couple of things that because of the everything getting locked down, uh, all got moved. And so like a thing that was supposed to come out in May is coming out next June, I think. Right. And then I've written another one that will come out the year after. Because that's how they work, and so yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of just let them go in my head. But I'm starting to write now about uh, one boy's life over seven years, so scattered between eleven and eighteen. 
but like in a non kind of linear kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm working on at the minute and I'm just getting to know him and kind of falling for him and figuring it out. So I'm, that's, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to in terms of getting that done. And I've been rhyming loads, lad. It's really? been nuts, nuts. It's been nuts. I've been listening to a couple, just a couple of albums. It's got me fully just like, yeah, not, never going to see the light of day. And what? No, it's Come not. On. No, man, it's not. It's not because it's more just, it definitely is like a, the fighting montage and like Karate Kid or something. That's what it feels like. It feels yeah. lovely. Just, it's a real hench training scene. Okay. Okay. Do you know I, what I mean? Okay, just, okay. I feel bad that as soon as I heard Polo had, had left London, I was like, the next part of, of, of his load of stories that he's told, like, it, like, cause a lot of your spoken word stuff started with, you know, leaving Birmingham, becoming part of London, having that as you, as we've all touched upon the kind of, kind of hating it a little bit, but more just out of loyalty to where you're from. And then, then mm-hmm. getting to fall in love with it and becoming part of it. I'm like, the story's continued. I thought it ended in London. The story's continued. <laughs> we need no, more. We need a return. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, every yeah, everything all everything's always based in Brom, and it, so it's like it just it's fun now to be looking around literally at yeah. places rather than just in the mind's eye or whatever. So um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe this one will be set in London. I don't know yet. I'd love yeah. that. Deep. Your you first I mean? one you're writing about being in London <laughs> is once you've left London. You know what I mean? I'm sure that I'm sure that's there's, there's a cliche somewhere that's got that written on it or whatever. What are you saying, Kay? Yeah, what you got? Just before I tell you, I just want to know, like, how are your boys dealing with the like the moving cities and everything and friends and stuff? Do they feel connected to Brum because obviously you've got family there and you're from there, or does it does it feel like to them they're in a new place? Um, a bit of both, I think, but it's more, I think they're, they're such their own people. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of like, they're like, they, they do what they do and then people come or people don't come. Do you know what I mean? They're quite, they're both quite philosophical. Like our oldest is very much in his head and creating stuff all the time and worlds and whatever else. So he's kind of, it takes him a bit longer, but bit by bit now by laws of attraction, just there's a couple of people just kind of gravitate towards him as in like, ooh, you're into stuff that's not just, what you're wearing or whatever else. He's like, he's just into ideas. And our young, but I, and our youngest is very much like, he just, he's kind of, he's a chameleon, but in a good way, in a sense that he just kind of looks around and checks who's kind of there and who seems cool. Basically who's reading the manga and then bam. And so he's already walking Because it's like, it's like your, your arc of going from Brum to London they're yeah. like that. They're now they're going through the same thing, but reverse. They're like yeah, kind of, kind of. They've I come think. from London, they're back to Brom. They've exactly. got to work out what. Yeah, exactly. But also, you know, who knows, man? Who, who, I don't know how long we'll be here. What's going to happen? We've we've not like we've not come. I've not come back here to like lay down roots or whatever. We just wanted more space. Yeah, and wanted to feel what it felt like as a challenge, really. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, ironically, like sparked by the the lockdown and stuff. So it's like right, if we're going to do it. Let's do it. And see what it feels like. So far, it feels good. But if it feels, if we feel to go somewhere else in a bit, then we will. It's cool. That's beautiful, man. That's a beautiful freedom to have. Yeah, man. That's so nice. Come on. All right. Uh, so I'm because everything is backed up. Yeah. So I wrote a play, a big play for thirteen actors. Oh wow. That's gonna. It was meant to. Yeah, a really big one. It's meant to go on at the national. It was meant to have been. It's meant to have been and gone. Actually, it's meant to open this summer. And it was going on at the Olivier, which is the biggest oh, room man. in the National. It's like a huge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously that couldn't happen because of COVID. Uh, so that's going to happen at some point. Is this the Miffy one? Is this the Miffy? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's my version. It's like a cover version of a very, very old play, like an ancient play by Sophocles. 
who was a Greek um, writer. He was he's an amazing guy. He was he was a general in the army and he wrote this play, which is essentially kind of an anti-war play about this crazy old kind of wounded soldier that gets stranded on an island by his general. In my version of it, it's different. It's it's um it's been an amazing process. I'm really excited about it. There's a huge chorus of women that live on this island and there's a lot going on in this play that I hope we get to experiment with and it's not finished, that it's very close to being finished, but yeah, yeah. hopefully at some point we'll get to do it because I'm really excited about it. It's yeah, the most exciting amazing. thing. Yeah, it'll be it's big, you know, it's like a big thing. Yeah. Did you and, guys um, catch Inua's Barbershop Chronicles? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> I hadn't seen him in ages, and and uh, like I was, I'd got pitched him for the podcast. I was like, well, yeah, that's that's my boy. He's great. And then I went to see yeah. it, and I was so blown away by how big it was and how, again, yeah. because in the spoken word scene, everyone ends up going, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, a, a, or, or because of polar, really, and you, like, I'm gonna do a one man <laughs> thing, and then I'm gonna. It's going to build into theatre and that. So I figured it'd be something along them. And I'm like, no, this is a proper. No, he yeah, he's not scared of scale, my man. In a way, in a, in a, in a, in a, I think Inuwa thinks massive first. Yeah, like he's yeah. like, and yeah. it worked. Hey? Yeah. It worked. It really worked, worked so well. I was shouting. I was gutted. I went to see it so late in the run because I was trying to get so many friends and family. Like, you've got to see this. I need to yeah. talk about this with <laughs> yeah, more people. It was it. amazing to be part of. But that's mad. It's a big in the logical thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, and then I'm working. I just I finished this out. Well, we finished. We've made an album, which is hopefully. Have you made come an out. album? Was it an album already on the cards, or has it come from this time? We've been we've been working on it um, slowly over the last um, probably year. Okay. Um, and then we spent like two weeks really, really solidly in it between the two lockdowns. And in that, in those two weeks, that's when it just really came into its own. That's when I did that thing where I recorded yeah, the vocal yeah, yeah. one take. And it's amazing. Is it a stripped down thing? Is it in your head? No, so, man. No, it's it's big. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a big it's a departure, a big departure from Traps and Lessons, which was the Come last on. record. And then I'm um, working on a new book of poems um, that will be out. I don't know at some point next year. And I'm I'm like really wrestling with a novel. That's the thing that's. That's why I asked you for some advice. I'm really struggling with the novel at the minute, but there's lots of things that are bubbling away and probably when everything turns back on again, it'll. I'm hoping that it won't all just all happen. You know what it's like? Yeah, things yeah. are meant to have been staggered. We had this plan. Everything was looking nice for the next couple of years and then hopefully now it won't just happen that we'll get to one point and everyone's putting all the work out at the same time. And- yeah. No, that- you'll figure it, man. You'll figure it because it, like, the things, part of the reason why things end up wrestling with them I think is because it's just so you can't do that yeah. do you mean your brain your brain, your brain is like no hold on it's mad because with that that first lockdown or with the whole pandemic I just thought oh there's so much time to be creative and do these wonderful things but I think I was quite productive in that first lockdown but it's because it adds an end date to it yeah. whereas as this has rolled on more and more it's even harder t- to be productive i think because there's no yeah. you don't know when any of this is ending yeah, or what, true. like all the days are the same charmy weekends well, aren't like, a thing you, anymore you've got to like you got to take i find that i've got to take the boot off my own neck for like telling myself that i haven't been productive or whatever because that mentality is from a different time like things mm-hmm. are different now and like Hugely. if you don't get anything done in a day or a week like you're just getting through the day or whatever that's also okay because everything's changed i'm massively and, like, onto that i had someone message yeah. me digging me out or, or leave it. It might've been m- messaged me or left a, a comment or a review on, on, on the podcast. Cause they were saying, 
Pip just he goes along with people too much and 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 is is he'll just agree his opinion will change. And it was because of a specific episode. I had, I had Rutger Bregman on, and I've gone on for years. Like when we've talked and stuff like that about I'll fucking I'll hustle harder than anyone else. I work hard. Yeah. Like one of the reasons me and Sage Francis really hit it off was because we were the only ones replying to emails in December because the whole music industry just goes to sleep. Yeah. And we're like, fucking hustle harder. <laughs> They've got money. We've got work ethic. Let's let's get on it. And Rutger Bregman, Bregman came on and was like, you know, we used to be working towards a three-day week or a four-day week. And we used to put yeah. value in leisure. And there were all sorts of, Things like Kellogg's did this thing as a as a company in like the it's like in the fifties or sixties or seventies or something where they went down to a three or four day week yeah. and productivity yeah. over the week did, didn't drop at all. Everyone yeah. did more and everything was done more, but everyone was happier and more positive and more rested. And that and some was conversations. That, is that the guy? Is that the guy that wrote Utopia? From, yeah, really. Yeah, that yeah. Guy? yeah. It's okay, fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. And again, amazing. that and Humankind. talking to my brother a bit, it really highlighted that kind of. We need to, because I'm exactly the same. Always that kind of, well, what have I written today? Or what have I got done today? Or what have I got done that's productive? Rather than, how am I feeling? Like, how's yeah, today but that's, been? Cap- that's like that's capitalism. Yeah. That's that's it. That's what I was talking about earlier. About you can't expect it to change out there unless you dismantle it in yourself. And yeah. like that obsession with productivity, that's that's what we get from the society we're born in. Yes, his new one is, is is humankind. Mm. I had him on again. So I've had him on twice. I had him on at the start of this pandemic, and it was amazing because again, his new book is all about the myth that humans are naturally horrible. Do you know what I mean? The whole Lord of the Flies type type myth that if we're actually it's left worth to a read, man. if we're yeah, actually yeah. left to our own devices, and he just because the beauty of him being more of a historian than a philosopher or anything is he just goes through history and goes, oh look, that's comforting, it's so proof. comforting to like, yeah, yeah. his his yeah, proof, it's that really worth the a reality read. Exactly. of it is all wrong, and all the big examples you go to of of the Stanford Prison Experiment and all these these mm. d- different ones, it's all like. You actually go down. He goes through and gets all the information. He goes, oh no, that's all. That's all invalid. It's bullshit. Yeah, that was it's all clearly completely manipulated. Yeah, manipulated but wait, theories what, from psychologists. What were you saying about this comment? Then you're like, I was reading through the yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah. He, he was talking about me just going along with stuff, but I think it's a positive thing to change your mind because I said it was Rutger mm. that the reason it seemed like I disagree with people is I've spent four years on the podcast saying. Work hard, guys. Work harder than everyone else. Hustle. <laughs> I don't sleep. I don't take holidays. And then Rutger was like, you should take holidays. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I should take holidays. But it was it was genuinely, it was because it was an eye-opener. The way he, I'd, I'd read a, half of the book at that point as well. And the way it all breaks it down and shows historical examples just makes you go, man. It's, it, it's, it's my only skill, lad. It's been really... Re- re- relevant in this pandemic as well because my favourite part in, in Utopia for Realists is he's talking about the point at which we stop put, put paying good wages to the most important jobs and again it's obviously relevant with nurses and everything in this period but he looks at two different strikes in history and in the 70s in in New York I've probably got all the dates wrong because everything in history I just say in the 70s um, <laughs> that's the only time that shit happened in the 70s it's, in, time. it's long enough away for you to believe it but not too far to make it unrelatable um, but it, I think it was in the in the 70s or 80s in New York the bin men went on strike and bin men are kind of looked yeah, down yeah, upon yeah, like, I know about who, this. who would want to become this. a bin man it's like it's the, the worst world job stopped. Oh, and the world stopped yeah they yeah, literally yeah. buckled to all their demands within a week because yeah. there was yeah. 
disease, smell, everything was just rife. And you realise how important they are. And they're now looked upon as the fourth emergency service in New York because like, it's a respected job now and they get paid well. And then around the same time in Ireland, the bankers went on strike and they remained on strike for something like two months and then just had to come back because people were like, all right, no, fine. See you later. Like we'll deal with, we'll do some back and forth. We'll look after our own money and whatever else. Yet bankers are the one that is this job you want to aspire to and all this and gets pays a fortune. Yet the stuff that we actually need, and we've seen it in lockdown. Like I'm so like having, I'm I'm, I'm biased, but having spent six or seven years working in retail, it was awesome that first period of lockdown when people were like, man, these people are our saviors. They're putting themselves at risk and they're staying open so we can get the food that we need and the the prescriptions that we need and all this other stuff and the NHS as well but again these are two of the lowest paid areas of yeah of our societies but the the stuff but you know what it's funny because need. you know he talks in that book about the universal basic income yeah. and it feels like at this time we're kind of all these things that just felt impossible because everybody that was in positions of power was so dead set against it suddenly everything's changed like the the balance has just shifted. So all these things that they said were fucking set in stone have just changed. Yeah. I think, like, I think and part of potentially it, this week we're getting closer to a universal basic income. Potentially, if every you know part, this part of it, I think is down to as much as I fucking think social media has done more damage than good. I think yeah. we've got more access to people. It doesn't have to go through a politician anymore. So people like Rook can go. Here's how a universal basic basic income would work. Or again, the best example I had. I did a whole podcast on it. I spoke to two different a professor's about the defund the police movement because that's something that as a sentence defund the police is easy to go well that couldn't work there'll be chaos and then when they break it down that no it's re, re, re moving the funding around and making specialist areas it's essentially demilitarizing the police as much as defunding yeah. it and people can get this information out and understand it more whereas previously it would be easy if the first time you hear about it like a universal basic income, it's from a politician who's against it, saying, mm. if we want to do that, there'll be all these people sitting on their asses and not and not contributing, and you'll be paying for them to sit on their asses. But someone like Rook can go, no, here's how it works. It, it, it would actually save us money as a nation because the more of a population that's in poverty, the great ex- expense and, and weight it is on the NHS, on all these other things that, that yeah, that, that, that fuck us up, so... I completely agree. I do think we're at a time where we can start to realistically look that these changes are... And and what we have to do, though, is start to acknowledge that there's been some fucking amazing changes in recent times. I know it's easy to focus on the doom and gloom, but we can look and go, there's been really good stuff in recent years for gender, race, also... And we're not finished, obviously, but I think it helps that we acknowledge the stuff that has happened and where we've got to to show that we can keep going further. Yeah, things are moving. It definitely, I feel like the time is the time is ripe for a reckoning. I feel the like kids feel it, man. The yeah, kids feel it. The kid, the kids feel it for sure. The kid, the kids, the kids are like not quite like smirking to themselves behind their hands, but they kind of, they kind of. There's a kind of sense of like, yeah, what a mess, yeah. what a mess, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a mess you made. Can you just move? Can you just move? Can you just move slightly? come with we'll chat blah, but just ah oh, now you can now you've got to listen because we're trapped in the same house and you've got to listen to me now yeah mm. rather than just kind of like telling me to go to bed or whatever like yeah. it's like there's, there's something in that kind of energy 
that I think that that yeah, they're kind of and it's oh yeah, I find it I find it maybe exciting's too strong a word, but the potential of it I'm 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 hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, there's a wave. I agree. I love it. Well let's let's end it on that that positive note. Yeah. This has let's been an absolute joy, man. Um, I need to firstly say I'm down for this whenever without mics in our hands and without headphones on and recording. This is we can save you from your lockdown troubles. Though. Exactly. Whenever anyone's about, hit me up. But yeah, it's been a joy, man, and I'm so glad to have got oh, to. No, I lost you. Yeah, to call up with you. Oh, and we we briefly oh. lost Kate. There we go. Okay. I came, I left, but I'm back now. I thought we'd literally gone, right, let's round it up there. And you've gone, all right, bye. <laughs> all right, see ya. Yeah, I'm so, out. So. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a damn pleasure. Um, is there anything any, either of you need to mention or, or push that we've not said? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just, the same. Just thanks. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Thank it's you. It's been a lovely. pleasure. And I look forward to, to when we can do this in person. Um, yeah, I me don't too. know when that is. Again, that's one of the key things I think in all of this is everyone, can say I look forward to when things are back to normal again. I don't think things should go back to to how they were, but I also think it's key to say. But it takes as long as it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't can't yeah. a, a, a wait to get in at whichever dirty pub in normally like <laughs> Soho. We normally end up doing this or somewhere really bizarrely central and expensive for no reason. But um, yeah. I can't wait till we could do that. But it'll come at the we'll right time. We'll come to Essex next time. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Just come my house and eat some Come katsu. to Brum. Come to yeah, Brum. That's 100%. it. Anytime I'm, next anytime time it's I'm in Brum. Brum, I'm coming around for dinner, yeah, mate. Next for time true, man. Come. Can't wait. Well, thank come. you very much. Right, it's been a pleasure. I'll stop. I'll, I'll press stop now. There we go. Deep. Look. Wow, you got the Mad Villain poster. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Do I press right. stop? Do I stop press recording? You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part two of Christmas Drinks with Kay and Polar. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I loved it. A lot of you will have, have realised there's no drunk cast. Normally at the end of the year we do a drunk cast, but because of pandemics and lockdowns and all that, we did numerous tr- drunk casts throughout the year. We had... James Acaster on with me and Chris and Stu and Ed Gamble on Ramesh Ranganathan, Brett Goldstein, Jade Adams, Rich Wilson, all on for for drunk cast. So you can go and enjoy them. I've got something else lined up for you for next, for the next couple of weeks, but I won't tell you too much about that now. I'll let that just come naturally. So don't worry. I'm not missing any episodes. I'll be here every Wednesday as ever. Um, Yeah. So I'll see you next week. Ta-ta.